Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to another episode of the Curate Nostalgia Podcast. And you already know it's your host, Big Will, and don't forget to chill. And you know you can follow me on Twitter at Big Will and Chill, and you can follow this podcast at Curate Nostalgia on Twitter. You know, that's a little Twitter page where, you know, we post memes, we post jokes. It's nothing but pure entertainment. Not too much going on there other than that. Memes, jokes, shit that you can just rip. You can just take the meme right off my page and just use it for your own jokes. You know, I'm that type of dude. I'm just I'm just passing out memes, man. I'm just giving the assist like Steve Nash in his prime. You feel me? That's how I do. And on this episode, I want to talk about the movie Life. So Life is a movie that came out in the year 1999 and it stars Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. Now, what I remember about this movie is not much. You feel me? I don't remember much about it. I haven't watched it in over 20 years. But I can say that I do remember it being good. And I know it's a lot of quotables because I see a lot of people, they post clips of this movie online. They post gifts. So it must be one of those. So I figure I got the HBO Max. I was scrolling through it. You feel me? They got the they got the black movies. They got a little section because you know Black Lives Matter. You know the vibrations. So I was looking through that just to see what I can see, and I was like, "Whoa, this would be perfect for the pod, man. Perfect for the pod, man." In 1989, I gotta say, like Eddie and Martin might not have been at the peak of their powers. I don't remember. So if he was really like out there, out there at that time, let me know. Were they, were they at the peak of their powers? Were you like really looking for a Martin Lawrence or Eddie Murphy type movie in that moment in time? Or was it like one of those superstar meetups? Like, oh my God, I can't believe they got both of them on the same movie. But basically, we gonna have to just watch and find out the vibes, man. You know? And look, let's get right into the movie. So look, the film is set in 1932 and it's told from the perspective of like an elderly inmate who was friends with um, Claude and Ray. That's Eddie and, and Martin, respectively. You feel me? So the beginning of the film starts in 1932. They like from New York and shit. And like, I like how they met too. So they like, you know, it was like a happenstance meet. Eddie Murphy character, I believe Ray. <laughs> so Eddie Murphy character, man. He was, you know, he was a little shyster. He was a little shyster. And Mario character, Claw, was, you know, the good goody two-shoes type of guy. You feel me? So, you know, you, they bump into each other in the bathroom. Eddie tried to, you know, hit him with the finesse move. One thing led to another. They end up in a sticky situation pretty much. You feel me? And I ain't gonna lie. I like the movie. Because, you know... A lot of times people try to hold you to the end. I like the movie and I like I like how they met and I like, you know, the situation that led them into the situation they ended up in. You feel me? So you guys already know how we like to do things around here. I like to, you know, bring up some categories and see just how we feel after we watch the movie and look, check it out. I'm not going to keep you waiting for long for, for you to know how I felt about this shit. Right off the back, I got to give it a five stars out of five stars. This shit was actually, it's still very watchable in 2020. This shit was fire. I'm not going to hold you. And like I said, I might have watched it when I was a kid, but I did not remember too much of the story. And with that being said, this shit was pretty good, man. It, and it's still relevant to this day. You feel me? 
And so one of the most rewatchable scenes, or I'm going to talk about a lot of the most rewatchable scenes in the whole, the whole thing was, first and foremost, I like how it kicked off, man. I like I like the reason why they ended up in jail. You feel me? The whole, they just walking around, you know, they were committing a crime technically. You feel me? So they weren't like 100, 100% innocent. And then that's usually how it goes too. When you get caught up with some bullshit, you usually not 100, 100% innocent, but you innocent on the shit they got you for. You feel me? So they was innocent on that fucking murder, but they was not like 100, 100%, 100% innocent. But that was some bullshit, man. They went and got the janky trial. They went and got the fucked up as results and got life. That was some fucked up shit, man. And the coldest part to me is like, if I was Claude, you feel me? I would be so pissed because I didn't even want to go to the city in the first place. You feel me? I didn't even want to go dance. I didn't want to go do nothing in the first place. So first and foremost, I believe he got finessed, right? Oh, no, no. Eddie got finessed. No, yeah, Ray got finessed. I believe he got finessed out of his money. He paid for a prostitute. So they both end up getting finessed. And you just trying to get back to the car. So you can go back to New York City and forget this shit ever happened. Go to your job at the bank and then bam, you caught smack dab into some BS, man. That's like sometimes you got to follow your instincts, man. You can't just be like following people into some bullshit. Like sometimes you like your instincts tell you like, yo, fuck what they trying to do, man. Make sure you get your ass home. That's what the fuck you supposed to do. You feel me? You ain't, <laughs> you feel me though, man? Like, you just supposed to get the fuck up out of there. That's what I'm saying though. If I was Claude, I'd be like, I would have resentment for this man for the rest of my life. Like, there's nothing he could possibly do that would ever, like, just make me calm back down. Like, bro, I would not even be here if it wasn't for you. We, I told you, let's wait in the car till morning so we can get the fuck on. I, all I'll be saying though, during the whole trial, you getting a whole, the whole janky trial. They're not even about to give you a fair shake at all. You about to, you feel me? And I would just be looking at that man like, mm, I, I got a murder case. I'm about to murder a motherfucker for real. And then, you feel me? Him for making, for putting me in this scenario, man. But you feel me? You have to really think about it. You have to really think about this. It's 1932, so you know you're not about to get no fair shake. And then they gonna send you down, like, once they sentence him, they sent them down even further down south to, like, you know, you about to really get some treatment you ain't never received. Because, like I said, in the beginning, they're from New York City, like, and, like, they showed this scene where they went to the restaurant and Claude didn't understand that he couldn't order, um... He couldn't order anything from there and they was like he was like what i just want a piece of pie and like he just didn't have any understanding of like what he was walking into and the scenario and the, the reality of what he was walking into so yeah that really resonated like man you gotta really think about this shit. like if you really just really buy into what's going on in the movie and then like the different scenarios it's like damn if i was claude i would be so hot man like really like would you be hot be honest with me man wouldn't you be mad you feel me if your homeboy like you was out with your reckless homeboy he was like man y'all just left a party or something he was like yo let's shake he was like nah let's hit an after party 
and he the one driving this, and you like, all right, man, let's just hit the little after party. Then ain't nothing to it. Then ain't nothing to it. Then you end up in a in a shiesty situation. You know damn well you be mad as hell. So that's you feel me. Just looking at it from class perspective, that'll be like a fucked up ass scenario. But when they went down to the um to the to the camp to the prison camp they was gonna stay at, man, hilarity continued to ensue. You feel me? And I gotta get to like one of the funniest scenes in the whole prison scenario, or at least the beginning part. My name Jagalang. Jagalag, Jagalag, Jagalag. That's another motherfucking rewatchable scene. That shit is fucking hilarious. So Ray and Claude, they they finally got sent to jail, you know. It's pretty much their first day of hard labor and shit. And they're on a break. And then like one of the like, you know, the prison, there's like some, you know, it's prison. There's some some gay elements going on in there shit. It's like 1930, so it's like real like old school type shit. It's fucking hilarious. So Bernie Mac walks over to uh, Martin Lawrence character. He's like, yo, he, he, he pretty much propositioning them and shit. Tell me his name is Jenga Leg. <laughs> nah, not at all. I've been in and out of prison. Mostly in. <laughs> so, so, so you won't have no problem adjusting. Shouldn't have a problem, no. If you need anything of any kind, you can holler. Name Jenga Leg, Jenga Leg. I appreciate it. Jangle Lady, Jangle Lady, Jangle Lady. Claude, Claude, yeah, Claude. Your hand nice and supple, like a lady. And Claude, really, he just really wasn't catching that shit at all. And that was hilarious, man. Because, like, like he's just holding your hand. Like, why do you think, and why do you think he calling himself Jangle Leg? You feel me? <laughs> and that should have let him know like right from the gate that he was not his right element you feel me he was not in your element and he shouldn't have been there you feel me that's what that, that's what i'm saying that's what it takes me back to like i should not be here ray i hate you <laughs> and that leads me to the next scene that i want to talk about and it's another scene that proves that Clyde was out of his element early you know early in the game it's the cornbread scene, you feel me? And every if you watch the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Like, if you give up your cornbread, that's like you giving up your manhood. And, and Ray understood that. And Claude, he really didn't have no understanding. He was like, he, he was like, man, don't do this over some cornbread, man. He was like, it's not about the cornbread. Well, he didn't say this, but this is like how you supposed to feel. Like, it's not about the cornbread. This is about your respect, you feel me? If you about to be here for the rest of your life, you can't have niggas taking your cornbread every night. You feel me? You might want to eat your cornbread. That's your cornbread. So, you know what I mean? I feel like that was a good scene right there and it proved some things and it showed some things to certain people, including Claude, like, maybe you out of your element a little bit, you feel me? And you take a few steps back, brother. But the, um, the beat down, you feel me? You gotta have some heart attack of ass beating like that. <laughs> hey, hey, he kept getting back up. He kept going. He like he kept pushing forward. He kept like trying to swing and shit. So you know you gotta give him a re his respect for that. But at the same time, he took a hell of an ass whooping. If you like everybody else, you'd be like, damn, maybe I don't want to fuck with Ray because, hey, he could take an ass whooping like that. Maybe he could throw out a, a couple of blows on a nigga his regular size. Cause he was fighting the biggest motherfucker in the prison, so maybe a regular size nigga, he, you know, maybe he could get them. You feel me? 
So I feel like that showed that like Ray had a lot of heart and like Claw, you know, he was out of his element early on in the game. Like I said, he was like the more button up of the two. Like he was like if this was our couple, he was the button up one. And, and Eddie was, you know, he was the rogue agent, you feel me? And he was the wild card. But yeah. And in that scene, like it really introduced like a lot of the characters, and it was like an ensemble cast, and there's a lot of faces that you would recognize, including Anthony Anderson. You feel me? So there's a lot of faces you recognize, and like they was like showing like, and like I'm getting to another scene now, but like I'm just saying like they showed you the whole cast. So as the as the movie progressed, and they were like showing like how time passed in prison and shit. And like the guys, they grew close together and they became friends and shit. They acclimated to the prison life and shit. And then like they tried to escape. They got caught. You feel me? You already know. You already know because you saw the movie. And then like they stopped talking and they showed like the progression of time of how time progresses. And like people just like just started disappearing and shit. And like that shit was sad. And like you feel me? And just time just, just passed them by and they just got old and shit. That was like, to me, that was like one of the sadder elements of the movie. And it shows how like people in prison, like people can just go to prison and just like, just be forgotten by time. And it is not really like rehabilitating anybody. It's like, it's not doing anybody any good. And some people are in there like rain claw innocently. And like, they never really get a chance to, you know, prove like they can reenter society and, and be, you know, impact. That's what I really, Sometimes when you like look at a film, you gotta look at the deeper meaning. You feel me? That's all I'm saying. You feel me? So when you looked at the deeper meaning behind that, that was like real deep to me. That was like, damn, that was tough. But like they when the, um, they showed everybody starting to phase out and Rand Claw started to get older and shit. And that leads me to my first question. And I gotta ask y'all, you feel me? The listeners, y'all listening? And I'm answering myself right now, but I also want you to, you know, really think about this. Who would you have rather hung out with if, like, he was in the prison or whatever, and, you know, they had to pick sides between Ray and Claude because Ray and Claude didn't speak, you feel me? Would you have rather hung out with Ray or Claude? And for me personally, I feel like if I'm going to be in there, I'm going to be with Ray, a nigga that's going to be telling jokes, cracking shit, uh, you know, trying to act like he's going to do something to the guard, you feel me? He's just talking mad shit. And that will be funny as shit, especially if this is like 1940, 50, you feel me? I feel like if he was hanging out with Claude, you would be having less fun. Like, he wouldn't be just like always trying to plot his escape or he always wanted to like talk about how he got a lawyer cousin and shit. Like, nobody want to hear that same old story, Claude, man. We not getting out this motherfucker. Stop telling us about the lawyer and stop telling us about the escape route that you about to take this time. Every time you try to escape, you get caught, bro. You're going to be right back here. So... You feel me? Stop talking about that all the damn time. That's how I would feel if I was, um, like, you feel me? I'm here, I'm ready. That's all I got to say about that, man. But I'm glad I mentioned the cousin, man. Another another thing for Claude to be mad at, like, I feel like Claude had a legitimate gripe with Ray. You feel me? I feel like it was, like, some people might feel like, man, he should have got over that shit. Hell no, I felt like it was a legitimate gripe, bro. I should not be in this fucking situation. I should be married to Daisy and I should be having my job at the bank, living my best life. And instead I'm in fucking jail. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so he sent his girl to go get his cousin, who's a lawyer to try to get him out of jail. And then he come to find out a few months later 
his girl is going to marry his cousin. Man, you know that nigga was mad, bro. That's a legitimate gripe, man. You got to admit that Claw had, he had a legitimate reason to be bad, bro. Imagine that, man. Imagine you had your perfect life dreamed out, mapped out. You enjoying the club with your lady and shit. And then next, the next week is over. You know what I mean? It's over the next week. That's tough. So I feel like Clyde, he'll be less fun to hang out with. If he have all that shit on his mind. That'd be the only thing, this only conversation he have. Like he don't want to talk about baseball, that what happened on the um with the Boston Celtics and shit. He don't want to talk about none of that shit. He want to talk about fucking um his like his escape. Like oh my cousin, I can't believe he did that. Like man, your cousin and Daisy didn't have ten kids and they all grown. Like it's over. Stop thinking about that. <laughs> you feel me? That's how I feel like that will really play out, though. But I got to get into the next scene, man, that I want to talk about. And that's the scene where, like, Ray and Claude, they're real older, and now they're, like, working for the warden at the warden's house. And, like, they finally about to be fucking free, bro. And that motherfucker died. And I feel like, of course, this is a movie, so there's drama, dramatized and shit. And I feel like, so, of course... It will happen like they'll have the worst luck, of course. But I feel like some shit like that could possibly have happened in real life before. You feel me? Like, or like, even if, or even in the situation where you might have been in a good situation with one boss or one leader or one warden, and then they leave, and the next person come in is just like, just a bullshit ass person. So anybody can relate to some shit like that. And I feel like, man, that was another one of them scenes where I'm like, damn. That the shit does to rights. And you feel me? Like, fuck you over. Alright, that leads me to the next thing I want to talk about. So, you know, when Claw got older and he became the driver for the warden and all that, and then he was allowed to um, leave the campus, and he was, like, with the warden, and there they had that one scene where he, like, saw the young people walking down the street, and, like, he realized, like, he ain't young no more. That shit was deep. But he also realized he had the opportunity that he could, like, escape right now. You feel me? And I want to know, like, do y'all think that in that moment you would have tried to, like, drive off? Or you would have had the faith that you would have, like, man, where I'm going to go? I guess, like, that's the feeling, like, where I'm going to go, man? Where the fuck I'm going to go? But shit, I'm going. I'm about to hit. I'm trying to go to Mexico. I'm out. You feel me? Shit, I see the young people, I'm like, damn, man, they really stole my whole life. Look, I'm gone. Scared. <laughs> but, yo, what y'all think, man? Really think about this, man. Would you have tried to escape right then and there? Or would you have, like, you know, really just chilled out and did what Claude did? You know, was Claude right or not? I really don't know. Me, personally, I felt like, of course, at the end of the day, he was right. But I know, like, how hard was it to fight that urge? That's what I really, like, could you have fought the feeling? You feel me? And shit, I want to go out in a shootout or some shit if I'm clawed. Like, if, if I decided to run, shit, I'm not going back to jail. Shit, you feel me? That's all I <laughs> You feel me? That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> but hell yeah, man. So I this is like, um, you know, it all leads up to the great escape, man. So... I feel like, I, I I believe it wasn't really explained how the fire started, but 
But I feel like they started the fire they damn self, and you feel me? They threw the fake bodies in there, and they they, they skedaddled, man. And it ended with them um, at, at Yankee Stadium watching the Yankees play, man. And it was like, it was bittersweet. It was a bittersweet moment in the film because you feeling like, damn, at least they got this good moment where they, you know, they free, they out, they living life, they doing what the fuck they want to do. Nobody looking for them. They have nobody. They don't have to look over their shoulder. And they just free and they just watching baseball and they just having a good time and they back friends. And, you know, and it's just all is right in the world. But it also you get the feeling like, damn, this their first baseball game in what, 50 years, 50 plus years? Like, damn, that's cold. You feel me? So it's a bittersweet feeling to really see how that how that how that turned out. But as you know, that is the end of the film, man. So I think we did a pretty good job this week in this episode of breaking this down, man. And you know, let me know what have you been watching from your past. Like, what nostalgia should have you been watching, and what should we all watch together and talk about on the next podcast, man? Let me know at Big Will and Chill on Twitter or at Curate Nostalgia on Twitter. Let me know, man. Peace.